My name is Allison McClellan. I'm a medical student at the University of Central Florida College of Medicine. I've gotten to meet a lot of great physicians, and the interactions that I've had with these people have got me thinking, what is their life like? How did they choose their specialty? What kind of training did they have to have in order to get where they are today? What does their day-to-day life look like as an attending physician? What lessons do they have to share with me and with other medical students? So today I'm going to introduce you to one of these doctors. That way you can hear their answers to some of these questions and hear what they have to say. My name is Tomislav Ivesik. I'm a pediatric cardiologist here at Nemours. Um, I joined Nemours uh, two and a half years ago when they opened doors first. And we take care of children with heart problems. We take care of babies up to 18 years of age. And uh, currently, it's mostly medical patients. We are planning to have a surgical program soon. What kind of training did you have to go through in order to get a job like this? As a pediatric cardiologist, everything starts with medical school. After that, um, residency, pediatric residency, three years, then three years of uh, pediatric cardiology fellowship. Where, where did you grow up? My parents emigrated from Croatia to Germany. I was born and raised in Germany. Um, I went to medical school in Germany, University of Ulm, and then um, decided to do my further training in the United States. The way this came about is that my best friend, uh, who was from, who is from Cameroon, he wanted to always train in the United States. So we took the Yosemites together. Then I did a mission trip to Lesotho in South Africa for four months, and I met a lot of many physicians from different countries, including American physicians. And it seemed like they had a much more hands-on approach in their training than we do in Germany. So I decided, let's give that a chance and train in the United States. So it was that experience meeting other people. So my first residency, I started in 1999. That was at the Medical College of Wisconsin in pathology. I did two years of that. Um, I loved it. I missed patient contact in pathology. That's something that I just couldn't live without. And then um, I switched to pediatrics. I did my pediatric residency at Monmouth Medical Center in Long Branch, New Jersey, and then pediatric cardiology at the Cleveland Clinic in Cleveland. Um, We spent actually five years at the University of Florida in Gainesville, my wife and I. She's a um, pediatric intensivist. And five years is a good time in an institution. And many people start looking around, see um, if there are any other opportunities. And We stumbled uh, upon this ad on the internet, Nemours was hiring. That was um, April 2012. Brand new children's hospital, not even built yet. And we said, okay, let's check it out. We liked Orlando and uh, we fell in love with Nemours. Why did you end up in cardiology? It's kind of um, not easy to answer. For some people it's, you know, they decide very early on during their education what they want to do, and they know what they want to do. In my case, um, I was always interested in anatomy. I, I was a preceptor for pathology. Um, and then during a residency, it sounded like it's a very logical uh, field. Everything makes sense. It's all about plumbing, um, all about cardiac anatomy. And if, um, if you make the right diagnosis, a surgeon can fix it, and uh, patients are happy. So um, I liked that part that it's very three-dimensional, and very logical structurally. So you liked the 3D aspect of it. Is it more of you like the gratification you get when you like solve a puzzle or do you like fixing a problem? Many aspects to that. I mean, if I was somebody who likes to fix it by myself, then I would be a surgeon. 
uh, which I think is also very attractive. But actually to be the one to make the diagnosis and then to tell the surgeon, hey, if you do this and that, you may be able to fix the child. I think that's also very, very rewarding. Of course, the other aspect is to help kids. It's fun. And I think that gratification is a little bit, for me, more in children than with adults. Uh, in, in adults, it gets very complicated. Oftentimes, you can't really heal, cure them. You can make them better. But in children with heart defects, um, oftentimes you get really that satisfaction that the patient is cured. That's, that's very attractive. When you were doing your training, for people who don't know a lot about medical school and residency and fellowship and what it entails, that's a lot of schooling. But during all of that schooling, did you have a patient that stuck out for you that helped you make a decision as to what you wanted to do? Or was it was it more of a culmination of what you did that really cemented where you want to go and who you want to be when you grow up? Yeah, not not a particular patient. Probably more the people who trained me. You know, you, you find role models. And sometimes you don't expect to find a role model in a certain field, but it draws you into the field. So I think the people who trained me influenced me the most. Do I recall certain patients that motivated me even more? Yeah, I do recall so many people. I was following a three-year-old with bad mitral valve regurgitation as leakage of one of the heart valves, and uh, I just felt really bad for her because there was not much we, we could do for her for certain reasons. And um, after she actually did undergo the surgery, she is now a seven-year-old, beautiful, tall. Um, so, you know, patients like this, you know, motivate you to keep going, that you're doing the right thing. Can you tell me a little bit more about some of the role models that you found when you were training that kind of helped you become who you are now? First of all, I started out in pathology. I loved uh, my two years of pathology residency because of structure, anatomy, you know, making diagnoses, but I missed the patient contact. So um, once I switched to pediatrics, I still didn't know I want to do pediatric cardiology. And then during my pediatric residency, private pediatric cardiologist uh, impressed me quite a bit uh, just because she seemed super smart. She made uh, difficult diagnosis, and um, I felt that's something that I might enjoy. And then towards the end of my fellowship, I met the chief, and his personality will remain a role model for me forever. He basically is one of the smartest people I know. He is selfless. He enjoys his patients above all. And he always taught me, if you really care about your patients, you'll be a great doctor. He basically is my role model. You mentioned that he really cares a lot about his patients, but is there something that you feel that you that you do or some like a certain way that you act with your patients or with their families to show them that you care? No, not really. It's, you know, nothing special. But if you remind yourself before you go into the room, to uh, imagine that this could be your child or somebody related to you or somebody you know, it changes how you approach the patient. And it does when one of my texts tells me, oh, this patient is related to me. I already approach it differently. It shouldn't be like that. It should be like that for every patient. So if, you, if I try to remind myself that this could be my family member, then, yeah, you know, it helps me. Do you have children? I do, too. What changed for you when you had general, children? General. When you take care of kids not having children, uh, like in pediatric residency, it was fun, but I really couldn't put myself very well into their shoes. Now that I do have children, I think I can do it a little better. Uh, yeah, I think it helps me to be a better doctor. If you have a parent who is scared for their child, how do you deal with that? How do you help them? First of all, um, what they want from me is time. So I try to feel out the situation listen 
and give them as much time as they need. Although sometimes that's challenging when you have a busy clinic. But if they feel that you're not in a rush, they will open up. And then different parents have different needs. Some parents, they have 100 questions, and then they just have to be patient to answer all those questions. Some patients have, some parents have no questions, and I need to figure out what questions they really have, although they're not asking them. So I think every parent is different. You could say that a good doctor spends X amount of time and does X number of questions, and their score is X. That's fine, but that doesn't really tell you something as a physician or it doesn't tell you something as a parent. So for you... What do you define as a good doctor? What do you define as a physician that you want to be or if your children were sick that you would want to send your children to? <clears throat> Difficult question to answer. Who defines what is good? Yes, we do surveys, but we'll probably only get a limited number of responses, probably more positive than negative. Not everybody answers. So I think that's a little bit flawed, that system. And uh, everybody has a different uh, definition. For me, if I walk into an office with my child, I want a doctor who has my child as the main focus right now, who will not leave the room to do something else, um, who's not going to get paged or answer pages constantly, who's really interested in making my child better, who I can approach even after the visit, who is um, available to me, uh, somebody who really cares, and I want an expert. How do you define an expert? I don't think there's one definition. I think experience is helpful, but on the other hand, young people have an open mind and are not so set in their way. So um, I think it's a combination of experience, um, being still open to new things, and um, honestly, if you really care about your patient, you will read up on the disease. You will do your research. Um, it doesn't need to be a world-known expert. If you have a patient that, for some reason, you don't feel that you can treat to the best of your ability or you feel that their case requires another physician, how do you go about finding someone else to refer your patients to? It's very easy. You just call experts in the field. It's not uncommon for me to consult other cardiologists, interventional cardiologists, surgeons. I probably do that several times a month. How do I go about picking people? It's probably a combination of what I hear about other people and what I experienced. So in, in different fields, um, I know different people. Is there something about yourself that you would like for your patients to know? I think I would want them to know that I'm trying to care about their child, that I really try, that I'm trying to explain this disease as good as possible so they can understand. But sometimes medical terms come in the way, in the way get in the way. So um, you try to do that during that uh, short amount of time. But if you can convey that, if I can convey that, and I think um, I'll be successful. Their child is not just a number for me.